today on the Tearsheet Podcast. The new issuing solution we are building is very much driven again by the fact that the existing solutions out there that they were working with um, are very limited because lots of it is, is, is relatively old technology, which, which has a big limiting factor on what, uh, what these merchants can do. So the, out, the, the, the main driver for us is to see how can we help these merchants that we're already working with? How can we help them with this issuing project make their life easier? Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Card issuance is enjoying a lot of fintech light shown on it as technology and use cases catch up to the modern economy. From Arqueda to Stripe and now Adyen, payment firms are moving quickly in this space. Roland Prince, Chief Commercial Officer at Adyen, joins us on the podcast to talk about his firm's new card issuing service, where the idea came from, and what type of customer demand they're seeing for it. We discuss Adyen's global approach and drill down into what he describes as unified commerce. Roland Prins is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. My name is Roland Prins. I'm the Chief Commercial Officer at Adyen. And that means I look after the uh, yeah, commercial activities of the company globally. So all the activities we have around getting new customers on board, grow the business, see uh, what new markets, new industries we, uh, we can expand into. And before we talk about Adyen itself, you've been with the firm quite some time, right? Yeah, I've been with uh, with the company for uh, almost thirteen years right now. Yeah, Amazing. pretty much from the beginning. Yeah. What is what does that trajectory look like? Well, how is how's that ride been? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's been a it's been a fantastic ride. Of course, uh, you know, thirteen years ago, you had no idea where this would uh, lead to, um, and you always work with a yeah. We're building for the long term as a company with all the decisions we make, but in terms of your of your personal trajectory in, in a company like this, yeah, you just look at the, the next one, two years and see how things evolve. And then, yeah, I'd never imagined uh, 13 years and uh, a ride like this, but it's, you know, the, the, the cool thing about it is it, uh, it re- remains super interesting because there's never a routine. There's everything, uh, every year there's different challenges, new things we're doing, and, and that keeps it super interesting to, uh, to continue to work on this with, uh, with the rest of the team. How has the vision? How has the vision evolved? I guess over that thirteen-year period. Um, yes, some things are haven't changed that much. Um, uh, interestingly enough, I think we've always worked, and there's a few things that that are quite key to how we like to work, and they have been like that from the beginning, and that hasn't changed. Um, and and they are on the one hand, we are very very linked to. Um, helping our merchants grow their business that's really what's driving us so that's always look you know that's always um, um, driven how we develop our product which which uh, new features we build is always directly linked to what our current problems our customers face and that's what we try to solve so we never you know build something with a vision of this is what the world will look like in 10 years so now we'll build the next currency no We'd rather have discussions with merchants. What, what problems are they facing right now to, in growing their business? And then we look at it like, hey, how can we use technology to, to try and, and fix those problems for them? And, and that's been our approach from day one. And it, and it very much still is today. Um, and um, yeah, so, so of course, lots of things change and evolve. But, but some of those core principles have, have never really uh, changed. So was globalization, I know you guys are continue to roll out new geographies. Um, was that a vision from the beginning to, to take this and go global? 
Yeah, well, you know, if, if you want to build a payments company, especially mm -hmm. the way we, uh, our ambition was to really build it for the long run and make a large impactful company, then scale and, and volumes are really, really important. Um, you know, um, we're, we're originated in the Netherlands originally. This is a country with 17 million people. It's pretty hard to build a local business there and have lots of scale. So, um, you know, it's typical for us in, in the Netherlands that you do think internationally if you build a business um, by default. Um, so I think our first customer is actually a German merchant. Um, they had a European need. So we started out building a pan-European service from day one. And, and, and quite, uh, quite soon after that, we were uh, going into other places like U.S., uh, Brazil, etc. So... Uh, we always had a big interest to build an international global company because we like it. We see that's where the, the market and the merchant needs were going, and um, that makes it a lot of fun. And I know um, unified commerce is, is a term you guys use internally. Um, could you define that for our listeners and, and talk about, um, I guess, philosophy around that? Yeah, no, absolutely. So from um, from early on, we've been working not only with large tech and e-com companies, um, but we've also been working uh, a lot for retail businesses across the world. And originally, we started out with helping them with their online uh, payment solutions. But uh, as we got working with them more and more, they were asking us, can you help us in store? You're fixing lots of our problems online and it's really helpful. Um, but we have such a fragmented uh, infrastructure uh, and old uh, um, solution in, in our physical stores. Can you please help us out with that? That would be really helpful uh, because it turned out that lots of these retail merchants, especially the, the, the more internationally focused ones, they were operating easily uh, uh, 20, 30, 40 different solutions across their different markets. And of course, a real big hassle. Um, if you then combine that with the fact that consumer behavior has changed so significantly over the past five to 10 years, moving from the, the merchant really being in control of where and how to shop for which products, it's turned around completely. And of course, nowadays, as we all know, the shoppers in, in control, they figure out and they control when to buy, what to buy. Um, and it's much more on the shopper terms. Now, in order for retailers to really address that to help and build the relationship with those type of consumers that show that type of new behavior you need a, a much different way to interact with them you want to give them the same experience online as you do in store uh, you want to make it really easy if they buy something online to return it in the store get a quick easy refund um, you want to be able to ship goods from various locations towards people's home if necessary all these things and um, that turns out that payments play quite a key role there because uh, having a unified, a single payment infrastructure for both your online as well as your in-store um, environment makes all these things so much more easy um, to accomplish that uh, that's been driving a lot of the retail activity we, uh, we have. And um, it's something we're investing a lot in because, yeah, there, there's big demand as all these companies go through a digital transformation process. Well, maybe that's a good segue into um, the new card issuing service that you guys have launched. Can you describe what that is and sort of what the impetus was behind it, where the demand came from that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the demand um, is, is similar to what I expressed earlier, that um, we, we very much look at what, what is it that our merchants asking us uh, to help them with. And um, over the years, we've been working more and more for um, 
uh, not only retail or large tech companies, but also more and more for platforms and marketplaces. You know, you see lots of food delivery companies. We've been working a lot in the travel space with, with various companies and um, they all have a need for, yeah, the, the, the new issuing solution we are building is very much driven again by the fact that the existing solutions out there that they were working with um, are very limited because lots of it is 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 relatively old technology, which mm-hmm. which has a big limiting factor on what uh, what these merchants can do. So the out the, the the main driver for us is to see how can we help these merchants that we're already working with, how can we help them with this issuing project make their life easier? And uh, issuing is specific has various different use cases nowadays. So it's on the one hand, um, for example, it's it's a great tool. For lots of the um, you know the platform economy uh, to enable the sellers or let's say drivers or um, uh, whatever you call it people on these platforms to enable them uh, with their uh, activities so let's say as an example food delivery companies uh, they typically have uh, people that go and fetch if i order food uh, for a specific restaurant they might go there go and grab it pay for it and deliver it to my home. Now, the pay for it part, either you give them cash or you have to figure out uh, an account with the with the underlying restaurant or supermarket, um, or you can issue a card to these people uh, who can then go and fetch them uh, the goods. You issue the specific amount, only valid for that retailer for a certain window, and they can use and, and, and grab the goods. So you can make uh, funds available in a very defined specific window uh, and that's super helpful for these companies in managing their cash flow, ma- managing risk. Um, and it's a solution that, um, yeah, that's fantastic for them, which just wasn't available with the with more legacy issuing products out there. Uh, and that's the, uh, these are specific cases we're now building the issuing product for, and and then we'll see where it goes from uh, from there. But it, it's a great example of how you can use modern technology to make um, yeah, th- these, these issuing services much more fitting for what these merchants are looking for. And um, it follows a bit the, the, the approach we've taken on how we build our processing and acquiring solution over the years. Um, because originally we started out as a, as a payment gateway, working with lots of the different uh, processors and acquiring banks at the backend who process uh, payments on behalf of the merchants with Visa MasterCard and the other schemes. And what we figured out there was that uh, quite quickly that these systems were pretty old and therefore very limiting in what they could do. So if we wanted to make changes, for example, in how we submit certain data points into the Visa MasterCard networks, these systems couldn't do it or they had to build a big business case. It was going to be three months work without knowing what the outcome would be, good or bad, where uh, we felt like, hey, yeah, you can do that so much differently with new technology. Seeing all those limiting factors, we thought at some point, let's just try and build a direct integration with Visa MasterCard, get our own licenses and take control of this technology. And that opened up such Mm. a wealth of possibilities for us to optimize uh, and significantly improved, um, you know, the automation of processes for our merchants, but also significantly improved authorization rates. So the number of successful card transactions going through the platform which of course means yeah, many more happy customers. So uh, it, it was an area where we could really optimize uh, and significantly improve the value chain on the card acceptance side. And yeah, we're now doing the same on the card issuing side, because again, on card issuing, 
lots of old systems, you know, built by third parties, used by certain banks that have no control over the technology. So you cannot change it. And and yeah, we're here in a in a world that's changing so quickly with all these cards that are now issued electronically. They're finding uh, yeah, no longer their place into a physical wallet. They're all ending up in uh, in a virtual place, i.e., phones, etc. So you need to you need to have lots more flexibility when you build a uh, and maintain and run an issuing platform. And we think we're going to do it really, really well. And then, especially if you combine the you know the payment access acceptance side on the the processing, the acquiring, and the settlement of the funds, and you combine that with the issuing, yeah, those two are of course quite complementary. And sure. uh, and the part and the, the the approach we take is we're not we're not looking at like oh we're going to launch this object card we're going to build all the relationships with lots of consumers out there we very much position ourselves as as a company working for our merchants helping our merchants grow their business um, and hence the issuing product will be very much a way to enable our merchants issue cards um, uh, for them to optimize the processes they're running and. Uh, so, that, so that's very much how we look at it. It's it's a way to help our merchants deal with their customers. So, uh, where are you? I guess in the rollout of of the issuing, it sounds like you're you're working on building some custom solutions at this point. Like, where are you in that? Um, and and what are the I guess the next steps as you roll that out? Yeah, we we have a few. You know, typically what we do within Atium, we say. Um, there's, we have the ATM formula that, which very much drives how we behave internally, but also our philosophy about how we build and develop our, our product. Uh, and within the ATM formula, we say on the one hand, uh, we innovate to uh, and build to benefit all merchants, not just one. Uh, and we say we launch fast and iterate. So that applies very much to the issuing project. So. Um, we are looking at, we're working with some specific pilot customers who have a very clear need, i.e. in this uh, uh, food and uh, shopping delivery space. Um, so we're building it right now. That's close to, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's close to launching. And um, what we'll do is launch fast and iterate. So we have a few cases. We'll launch with them, make sure it runs really well. We build it in a way that works really well for them, but always uh, in a way that it's generic, that other people can use later on. And then we take it step by step to uh, to, to other merchants. So uh, that's how we like to do that. Great. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. We, we did talk about globalization and, and your ability to go global from, from an early stage in the company's growth. Um, specifically for, for the U.S. market, what role does the U.S. play in sort of the global portfolio of, of, of geographies, I guess? Yeah, it's uh, the U.S. is a highly strategic area for us as a company. It, it's always been in the sense that, um, of course, from 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 early days, we've we've been working closely with lots of the Silicon Valley based uh, tech companies to help them expand across the world. So um, most of the consumer focused companies out there uh, work with us for uh, for reaching people across the world. Um, um, over the past years, we've been heavily investing also in, in the solution for the domestic market in the U.S. So uh, we have a, a large team out in the various places, specifically New York and San Francisco. Um, it's it's uh, over 125 people right now, um, really not only focused on helping people internationally, but also really focused on helping people in, uh, in the U.S., um, and um, we're seeing more and more companies that are U.S. domestic only that start to now uh, to work with us. So mm. some uh, we announced earlier uh, in the year that Subway decided to really roll out with, with Adyen across uh, 
across the US, which is for us a big moment in the sense that, hey, we, you know, typically your reputation sometimes follows you and people still have the idea like, oh, out there and that's online global business for, for online businesses. Um, whereas Subway, well, let's have a look at it. It's largely, of course, still in-store payments. It's a franchisee model. It's, um, you know, many, many locations throughout the US. It's US only, point of sale. Um, of course, there's the digital transformation happening also in that, in, in that part of, uh, in that specific industry. But um, yeah, that, that, that's all US domestic uh, um, point of sale business, which is really nice because it really signals like, yeah, we're, uh, we're here. We have a fantastic local solution um, and uh, you'll see more of that. Interesting. And Subway, I think, is, is the largest QSR in the U.S.? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Okay, congrats on, the, on that land. Um, and I guess in the remaining time we have, I'd, I'd love to hear from Roland, um, like sort of what, um, what your plans are. Like, you know, no one knows what the, the long term at this point looks like, but um, at least from product, from, from a rollout perspective, like what are you guys thinking, you know, over the next nine to 12 months? Like what are, what are your biggest plans as chief commercial officer? Um, yeah, you know, currently, of course, uh, very weird times, very uh, predictable in terms of what's what's going to happen in the next few months. But yeah, we, we, we always take a, a long term view on how we build the company and, um, um, and the, the themes for us re remain in line with how they have been. So uh, we continue to invest in, um, in globalization. Um, it means that we are uh, we're working in Japan, we're working in India. Uh, those are fairly new markets for us that we uh, yeah see lots of demand for from our merchants to uh, to help them so uh, we have teams there working on on the solution um, similarly uh, we talk about unified commerce a lot so retail is one area but uh, QSR hospitality restaurant business is also something we're we're very much looking at uh, expanding um, and I think we have a fantastic solution. Hopefully, we get, if we get throughout this crisis, we can help these merchants uh, run their businesses more effectively. I think there, there'll be lots of uh, need for that. Um, and the other area where we're investing a lot, uh, which is also related to the Asian product, is uh, is around uh, platforms and marketplaces. So um, uh, eBay is is known to to implement our solution um, throughout the world and, and in the US. Um, they very much like the fact that with our platform, they can really have lots of flexibility on how they build their payment experience for their sellers and their buyers. And uh, we're operating uh, behind that to, to make it all work. Um, and we're seeing a large growth of, um, of new initiatives on the, on the platforms and marketplaces side, not only on the online piece, like, like at like the eBay type models in terms of online marketplaces, but we're also seeing more and more companies that are running a cloud uh, instance to help specific vertical, specific industries. So um, whether it's uh, services for spas, for fitness clubs, for dentists, for, for any other uh, industry that has you know, uh, specific needs, shared needs, we're seeing there are more and more of these specific cloud solutions coming up that then combine things like accounting, um, uh, appointment setting, customer service, customer management, but also payments in a single cloud-based solution. And the payments run, of course, online, but also need to run in stores. And um, our solution, we're, we're investing quite a bit in our platform solution to enable these platforms to provide a service to their underlying customers. And again, we'll operate at the back end. They'll do all the customer service. 
uh, and we'll be running the uh, the payment infrastructure for that. So um, it's it's another area we're uh, investing quite a bit to uh, because we see lots of uh, growth potential. That's really the theme of embedded finance and one that we've been covering a lot over the past year and a half. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exciting times there. Roland, thank you so yeah. much for, for joining us on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me.